millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Brand Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Brand Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. This week it's Tottenham v Arsenal. I nearly said Tottenham v Spurs then. That wouldn't have been... Um... Very good with it, Natty. No, <laughs> on Arsenal is uh, Jacob Hawley. Hello, Jacob. Hello, mate. How are very, you? Very, very good. Are you looking forward to playing Glory Hunters? Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Have you represented Arsenal at anything before? Have I represented Arsenal at anything yeah. before? Uh, not just just sort of behaving badly in pubs, really. That's that's the oh, only way nice. I've represented my team. <laughs> and on the other team is Terry Alderton. Back for more, Terry. Back for more, mate. Can't Next, wait. you Phil Cornwall. Finally, yes. someone who can do impressions. Yes, someone who oh. can do impressions. Oh. Ooh, it's a bit underhand. That's what we like on Glory Hunters, Phil. Yeah. It's a great start. We oh, go in sure both that. feet. Yeah. <laughs> Two-footed. <laughs> exactly. There we are. Here's the podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that stokes the fiery furnace of football fandom. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported in a contest that may one day count towards an FA coaching badge. But who will get their A licence? And who will have to stay behind for extra training? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. This week it's a North London special as Tottenham take on Arsenal in a gladiatorial battle of wits. Representing Spurs is actor and comedian Phil Cornwell making yes. his Glory Hunters debut. Hello, Phil. Oh, it is my debut. It's oh, it is, it's an absolute privilege to be here. up on the sidelines there. I am. I haven't pulled anything yet. And you're alongside team captain Terry yes. Alderton. Hey! Hello. Normally South End, Terry. South End, but Phil's got a little, little, I've got a little bit, bit of a South End then. I have. A little bit of a South End there, with a little bit of a South He turns up to the games now and again. I have have you ever won known. an episode of Glory Hunters? No, I have not. OK, Terry, good to know. <laughs> and it ain't going to start today, either. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> and on the Arsenal team sheet is comedian Jacob Hawley, also making his debut is with team captain Natalie Sawyer. Hello, Hello. Natalie. Now, you, you said, Terry, you're both yes. South End boys, and that's not the only thing you have in common, is it, Phil? You're both massive impressionists. Do impressions? Some of the... Well, mm, man of a thousand voices. Man of a thousand <laughs> Every voices. one of them the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're... Yeah, hey, little Anne. Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> we're a bit Anyways. out of it now, Sorry. Mick Jagger's your, your well, most famous one, though, isn't oh. it? Oh, yeah, he did, I thought I'd done Stella the Street uh, and all those sorts of shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mick, Mick, Mick's voice—it's a fascinating voice, anyway, and, uh, and you know, it's just hilarious, really. The modulations of it. And how did you, you find it? How did you find the key into it? Well, now there's a story. All oh, right. Have you got an hour? Yeah, go on. Shall we tell us it? Yeah. We, Mick Jagger. No, that's interesting because uh, when I was a kid, I used to do the movements and go oh, all like that, right? But then one day, I actually saw a clip of Mick Jagger doing the opening speech from Richard III, which was bizarre, from a film called Fitzgerald 
it was an outtake or something. And I got his voice from that because he sort of did this, now is the wind <laughs> of our discontent. <laughs> Make glorious summer by the sun of York. <laughs> and all the clouds that lord upon our house. And I just thought, that's beautiful. And it was for real, he actually did it. And I yeah. got the voice through, through that, you know. And there's a bit of Kenneth Williams in there as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know. So he's very posh and then he goes all sort of like, you know. Yes. Holloway Road. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I don't watch it must be an absolute eureka moment when you, Terry, you must feel as well when you're trying to do a voice and you find one word or one yes, phrase that gets you into it. You've always got that word. For me, even with accents, for example, if, you, if I was going to do a New Zealand accent, I'd always start with sacred. 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 Crooked. Would get me in there. Go and watch the crooked. So Can you'd always have it in. Uh, my one with Chris Eubank was always may I just say. So I'd always go, may I just say. So it would always. I'm. But you see now, young Christopher, <laughs> young Christopher is walking around, he's broken in the house, did you see? And if you had seen, this this was worth millions and millions more. Ha ha, the joke is on you. <laughs> now the joke's on you, mate, letting us see inside your broken in gaff. I, to me, that's one of the best impressions I've ever heard. Yeah, it's like it, it, Terry's Eubank. It's so right specific, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's lovely, it's When beautiful. you watch other impressions, you think, mm, you're a bit general there, or do you... Yes, it's technical, you know. Well, we, were just, of... we were talking about that before we started recording you know there are some brilliant we, we saw this that young Irish kid I think he's Irish he's a phenomenal impressionist but you know when someone's technically brilliant it's sometimes detrimental to the fact that is it funny you know you go oh this is great yeah. it's like juggling after a while you're going well yeah you're doing voices and you go it's impressive but after a while but I think what Phil is the genius at is he's caricatures and I always think with Phil they're extensions of Phil, you know. So that's okay, what yeah. I always I think is interesting when he comment, when he's doing an impression of someone. Going back oh. to the old days when we used to do stand up, they're actually they're not just who's what this walking up the garden path. Why it's Frank Spencer? <laughs> yeah. It'd be Phil talking <laughs> about something and going and, can, and he did start, started to at Jagger, you know. So he just <laughs> physically brings, I mean, brings himself you know, to it. Yes, yeah. he brings himself to it. Because uh, yeah, I mean that interested me doing it like that. I'm not interested in doing it all. You know, it's much more fun. Didn't just set to, it up. Just it just would become surreal. Things, yeah. but can you do Send Frank Spencer? I can actually. Okay, no, hang on. Okay, Frank Spencer, right? Oi, Bretty! <laughs> Very good. Jessica! Gonna see the man in the moon! Very, very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit of trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's much better. Uh, <laughs> Jacob, we may as well be talking about the Blitz yeah, to yeah, Jacob yeah, yeah. there. He doesn't know who Frank Spencer <laughs> is. But you're a Spurs fan, Phil. That's who you are. You have big Spurs. Happy with Mourinho? Very, I love Mourinho very much. Actually, I'm very. I watch every single press conference he does. I didn't used to do that with Maurizio. But uh, I love Jose's honesty. I just love the the vibe coming off. I just think he's such a lovely. He seems so sort of, you know, um, I don't know, vibrant, honest, honest, honest. So the scene is set for a North London showdown to see who'll go first. Here's a clip that celebrates the finest in sports journalism. A moment that occurred during the press conference to announce Bastian Schweinsteiger's arrival at Chicago Fire in the MLS, when it was left in no doubt that some members of the US press corps weren't too clued up on this thing called soccer. Question in the back. Yeah, uh, Derek Hankel, AFP. Uh, I'm wondering, Bastian, you just talked about Chicago uh developing a good fire club, uh, both for you first and then for the coach. I wonder, uh, with your addition to this team, is it a fair expectation to see a clear pathway towards a World Cup uh, competition come out of Chicago? He's referring to the World Club Cup. Like, he's referring to the World Cup. No, I don't know. Like, yeah, the World Club 
Let, let me rephrase. Uh, do, do you expect now that you're here, Bastian, that a uh, World Cup uh, goal for Chicago Fire is a realistic expectation? Well, not the World Cup. We, we as a club don't play for the World Cup, but it will adjust it to MLS Cup. Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful, wasn't it? Now, can you tell me, is the question about Sebastian Schweinsteiger in an international career that spanned from 2004 to 2016, how many goals has Bastian Schweinsteiger scored for Germany? Now, it's sealed bids, so while both teams confer, here's a short musical interlude. Right, I have the sealed bids in my hand. Natalie and Jacob, 28. Yes. Phil and Terry, Ooh, 29. Oh, 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 you knew what the other one was going to say. The actual answer is 24 goals. 24 goals. That means Arsenal, you will kick off next as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest here today as we do this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. This isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Jacob, you go first. Tell us why Arsenal are a bigger club than Spurs. I think there's, there's serious reasons that we're a bigger club than Spurs. Trophies, uh, we win more football matches and we've done a season unbeaten. You know, statistics, the boring things that actually win leagues. Um, but uh, the, the main thing for me is that Tottenham spent over £100 billion on a new stadium and they've had to install a craft beer brewery in the ground just to get people to come. Like, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, they, they, they've got glasses, they've got beer glasses that fill from the bottom, which means they've got glassware that is genuinely more fun to watch than the football there. It's the only club in the world where fans spend more time looking at their drinks than the pitch. So that's why Arsenal is a bigger club than Tottenham. Very good answer. Uh, Phil, we're going to come to you. Can you please tell us why Spurs are a bigger club than Arsenal? Let's look at the European trophies to start off with. We have three and they have two. And Arsenal have never actually played their way into the top flight. In 1919, they bought their way up in fifth <laughs> place in the second division. And we got sent down because we were bottom. They were increasing the number of teams in the division. But we actually got sent down. And Arsenal have never actually been relegated since then. So they never actually played their way into the top. So actually, it should all be null and void. All the records, all the titles in the 30s. And, oh, yeah. you know, so really, mm, you know, I think we can all agree. Uh, and also, a lot of the footballs that we kick are much, much bigger. And we kick the ball much higher. Higher, harder? Yeah, harder, higher. Yeah. But some of the men are really big, and I think yeah, we are. Yeah, that's true. They are big men. I mean, it's a convincing argument, it's I think, in anyone's argument. <laughs> Very difficult to argue with, Say isn't it? More. It's very difficult to argue with what I've just said. Uh, and they're also bigger because I think they are. Okay, that, that's a very good argument again. So I'm going to give Phil two goals and Jacob one. He's got a good pair of shoulders on his head. <laughs> You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Right now, it's time for this. Yes, it'll be Jim White on the night. Jim's going to list a series of clues about the identity of someone from the world of football. All you have to do is guess who. Feel free to dive in with your answer. First one to guess correctly gets the two goals that are up for grabs. Here's Jim with the first clue. Who am I? 
I have a diploma in sports science and my thesis was on walking. Mm, who do we think that was? Sports no, no science, thesis on walking, no, no. no questions, no guesses. No. No. OK, let's go to Jim for the second clue. My wife is a children's author. Jacob, any guesses? No, yes. Natalie, no. no. Children's author? No, no ideas, Phil. OK, let's no. go to Jim no. for the next clue. My favourite band is Metallica. Metallica. Oh. Children's author, Metallica. Uh, not Theo Walcott, is it? Theo Walcott? No, it's not Theo Walcott. Any guesses at all? Who'd like Metallica? What sort of player would like Metallica? Okay, let's go to the next clue from Jim White. My middle name is Norbert. Come on, you must know this. Should be really the giveaway. You must know this. It's pretty easy. This Norbert. Do you want to guess, Phil? What did you just say? Not Jurgen, is it? Jurgen. No, no, Jurgen Klopp. Let's find out from Jim White. I am Jurgen Klopp. There we go. Jurgen Norbert <laughs> Klopp, and he likes heavy metal football, doesn't he? That's why he likes Metallica. Well, that's, that, why, that, that's where I, I got it from. I said, I said Jurgen. <laughs> okay, let's have another quietly. round of it. It'll be all right on Jim White. We've got him here. We may as well use him. Good to see you, Jim. Don't speak. Don't speak. Okay, here we go. Here's Jim with the first clue. Who am I? I went to the same school as David Beckham. Who am I? My wife went to the same school as David Beckham. Is it, is is it, it Terry's is wife? It's not Terry's wife. It's not Terry's wife. Do you want to guess at all, Natalie? No. no? Same school as David Beckham. I don't even know what school that is. Who so knows? That's, so. Let's go, Jim, for another clue. As a schoolboy, I was rejected by Arsenal. It's Harry. By Harry. Arsenal. It's Harry. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Let's go to Jim to find Harry, out. I am Harry Kane. Yes. Harry Kane. Oh, yeah. oh, there we are. Straight away on the Look first one. I've written straight Harry away. Down. Terry's written that. it down, yeah. which is great on radio. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. Yes, it's Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to put tradition to one side and suggest an idea they believe will change sport for the better. Previous suggestions have included abolishing half-time, eco-tournaments and introducing a black card to punish players even further. Feel free to rattle the cages of the sporting establishment as we dare to innovate and infuriate the purists. Here we go, Jacob, you're going to kick us off with this one, the Ball Boys Revenge. Yes. I always remember many years ago, uh, I think it was Aiden Hazard for Chelsea kicked a ball boy. I think it was against Swansea, is that Mm, right? It was against Swansea and uh, this ball boy wasting time. I I like a bit of that. I like like a bit of nasty play from the ball boy. I've always thought it'd be nice if that ball boy who Aiden Hazard violently attacked could, uh, could come back and take revenge. And so I thought if we get to the end of a penalty shootout in a cup game, Five penalties have been taken each and it's still a tie. I think you should then pass it over to the ball boys and let them have a go. What a lovely idea. Again, it's adult goalkeepers as well. (laughs) Just because then it's even more humiliating if the ball boy does score. Yeah, because a lot of the time as well, the ball boys are like youth team players, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. They've got some skills, they've got some tricks, so I think that's the way to go. And this is the thing, if that became a convention, that would be part of, you know, first team training. You know, at, at the end of the day, the ball boys would come over. I do like it when when the ball boys get involved. I remember yeah. being at Southend once and we got a, a vital last-minute goal, believe it or not, we scored. And just the ball boy at the North Bank stood up in front of the away fans and started just, just jumping up and down. <laughs> just jumping up and down right in front of them, doing all the, all the, all the uh, you know, the uh, full, full-night movements. You know. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, ball boys, I like that. Yeah. Bring them on. It's a great idea, Jacob. We all liked yes. it. I'm going to give you three goals. <clears throat> Phil, all I've got written here is the dreaded letters V-A-R. Yes. 
I think what every every team, you know, top flight team, I guess, um, you know, uh, should have a, a resident artist, an artist in resident, who does. If there's an incident, stop me if you think it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> there's. <laughs> If there's an incident, they do a series of sketches of it, and then they take it to the ref. They sort of <laughs> run it past his eyes oh, really fast. Right? Could I think that would be quicker than VAR? <laughs> and that's what I'm advocating. Like, and also oh, the like game. Like a flickbook or yeah, a little flickbook. Oh, like all oh, the flickadick oh, things. I remember then. Oh, yes, I remember The other thing, definitely, they should split all uh, football games into seven sevens. Oh, Just for the okay. intensity, these little sevenths. Little really intense and have a rest. Intense and a rest, you know. <laughs> a break Sounds after, mad, a, but a I think... A break after each seventh or...? Of, yes, yes, you do. Maybe you could have nine sevenths. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, go, you know, moving it. forward. That's extra time, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it sounds bad, but I, I seriously think that could work. I think that's an excellent idea. I like the flipbook idea and I like... I love the, all of that. I like seven sevenths, Phil. I think it's all going to work. Anything to hold the game up even more, I think, yeah. is a really great idea. Three goals, Phil. Excellent. Natalie, colour-coding in tennis. Yes. I've been thinking about this for a while because, you know, at Wimbledon, it's very proper. Everyone has to wear white when yeah. you're playing tennis. Mm. And I think, isn't that a little bit boring? Oh. Because not everyone's as good as Roger Federer or Rafa Nadal no. or whoever it is. And surely it'd be nice if we have a colour coding system where you know roughly where that player is at in the world rankings, for example. Super, this is a superb so, answer. Yeah, yeah. so like one to ten, white. They're wearing white, oh, we know that. So that's the champions. <laughs> that's, yeah. They're the elite. And then, okay. you know, 11 to 20, black, 21 to 30, yellow. You get my gist. We're, like going, we're going down different colour so coding. So if they're like 200th in the world, brown. Could be brown, yeah. Could be <laughs> beige, because beige is beige, beige yeah. is bland. Oh. You know, you're not doing as yeah. well as everyone else. That way, you know the standard of tennis you're going to be watching. You're going to be knowing who's the top dog and who's the underdog, and mm. if there's an upset going on. It's very, it's very visual. Natalie, do you know what sport they do to this in? Go on. Stock car racing. What? Stock car racing. They have different colour roofs for how good you are and how, oh, well, there you go, how well, you well you are doing in in the world rankings. There you Gold go. top. Oh, I didn't know that. Top of the tree. White top beginner. Well, wouldn't it? I mean, you could have that. You could have like the defending Wimbledon champion coming out in gold. The <laughs> colour coding is very, very good. <laughs> actually. Karate, you do the same with karate, don't you? You get better at karate, you get a nicer coloured belt, saying. is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Judo is well. true. That's very good. Yeah, very, very good. Oh, uh, that's it. Makes a lot of sense to me, that. Uh, a lot of sense. Quite I honestly. can't argue with it. And I'm afraid it's another three points. So, oh. Terry, coming to you, I've got written here goalkeepers wasting time. I am not going to bring into why you're going to go for this, but I just know you are. Goalkeepers wasting time as a goalkeeper. You know, I've got to do the uh, goalkeepers union, of course, but yeah. on this occasion, sometimes it does, obviously, it can be annoying. I reckon what happens is the goalkeeper who's wasting the time, the opposition goalkeeper, oh, the yeah. opposite goalkeeper, mm. he can come up the pitch and he can get the ball and move it on. Oh, so if he can run up the other end of the pitch... Yeah. Only one problem, of course, it. if he gets the ball back into play too quick, he's not in his goal. <laughs> that's true, but that's the risky take. That's the risky take, but he can go out there and go to the other goalkeeper. Come on, let's get this moving. If he can get it, they get the ball back. He plays it short, then they go up and score, and everyone goes, why did you go up? Whose rule was that? And they Lovely. go, no, it's Terry's rule. And they go, guys, that e again. End of the game, the keeper sprinting up the other end. Yes, runs up the other end, gets it out of his hands, puts it down, and goes, let's get on with the game. 
But let me get back in my goal first. I like so it. It's a good I idea. I like it because I think it would probably never happen. But it'd be one of those cool rules that you forget about that would happen yes. once every ten. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd be like, what? Yes. And you'd be oh, shouting your goal. What are you doing? You know how there's those weird laws in London where like you can you can like shoot an arrow at a pheasant if it crosses the road the wrong oh, way. Yeah. Do you know there's there's yes. weird sort of yeah. laws you forget? Yes. Like, yes. That'd that'd be, be, yeah, yeah. It'd be something like that where at some point in a World Cup in like 30 years time. Uh, some mad keeper will just come out and kick, and you go, "Oh yeah, that, that was Terry's idea on Talksport 30 years ago." They come, they go, and this guy's they got a really fast keeper. Yeah, you know they've been playing some lower league yeah. team. It's really fast. This keeper yeah. he can get the ball. When in, in the same way that Pep's now got these sort of like ball playing goalkeepers that sort yeah, of you know affected exactly. the game. Now we're going to start oh, getting these like really fast oh, yeah. goalkeepers. Just to interrupt there, sorry, Jacob. This just made me think on what you're saying. The other goalkeeper can bring his dog, a very small <laughs> dog, <laughs> and, and he can send a. Do- Come boy, come boy, come by, come by. He sends a dog up the other end. The dog, especially with Jack Russell, all with his nose. Maybe it's that, instead of the keepers, there's a club dog. Club dog, club dog dog can run on. on the last ten minutes. They brought the club dog on. (laughs) 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 And they sent it greyhound, greyhound, so the keeper doesn't start wasting time. Off you go, come boy. Well, you probably put a little Jack Russell or something, because they can't get the ball in their mouth, can they? Hey, 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 hey. They try and get the ball Excellent in their mouth, don't they? But yeah. like, they go, up the other end. They remind me of people swindling. Swindling people are like, Jack Russell's trying to get the ball, aren't they? We go, all right, all right, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Oh, Terry, you were cruising. Right. Sorry. You were cruising for three goals right, there. the goalkeeper. And then you did a oh, yeah. Dexter accent back. for a Swindon <laughs> person. <laughs> and you've, you've oh. gone down to one goal, unfortunately. So that's oh. bad news. Bad news for you, Terry. <laughs> There'll be no siestas in Madrid tonight. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From TalkSport, this is Glory Hunters, the podcast. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. Terry and Phil, we're going back to 1991 and this. In goes Stewart. Oh, a chance at the far side. It's in! An own goal, I think. I think it was Des Walker, actually, got the last touch. It went in off a forest player. Spurs are in the lead for the first time in this cup final. 
Yes, Des Walker's own goal in extra time meant Spurs beat Forest 2-1 in the FA Cup final and saw them become the first club to lift the trophy for the eighth time. But what else do you remember of that year? Oh, Phil and Terry. Me? What else do you remember? Well, I'll tell you what, what you mean football-wise. I'm going to ask like... you some questions. I mean, I'd love to know your <laughs> yeah. reminiscences, but I'm going to ask you some questions. I messed it up. I messed it up. <laughs> you didn't mess it up. We can get it back. Absolutely perfect, we Phil. We can get here, it back. Here comes your first question. Question one. This cup final caused quite a stir before a ball had even been kicked. But can you tell me why? Was it A, it was the first season the FA Cup had been sponsored? B, Princess Diana spotted clearly mouthing God save the mother-in-law during the national anthem or C, Tottenham's shorts. It was Tottenham shorts. Oh. Was that, Tot- the, was that also the game that Gaza, what it was. Gaza went rushing in and got himself uh, Yeah, Gaza, Gaza was really hyped up and, and he should have been sent off, really. And it would have saved him from that awful knee injury, injury yeah. had he been sent off because yeah. he had a foot in the chest of Gary Charles. I was at the game. But it Sorry. was the shorts. The shorts, because it was this amazing new kit um, that we had. Uh, that, we, that was the first game we wore it for, for that the cup final. And the shorts were like, really long, you know, mm. compared to how they were in those days. Quite short, sort yeah. of. The, in the semi-final against Arsenal, you went in the old Hummel kind of kit with the short shorts and all that. So it was a sort of innovative, really, because um, from then on, you know, teams had the old long shorts. I, I mean, I think that's roughly... That is exactly the right answer, Phil. Brilliant. Tottenham wore baggy shorts, which were initially ridiculed, soon became commonplace, and the world was never to return to the short shorts of the past again, which I think is a huge mistake. Here we go. Question two. Despite Tottenham shorts, for many, that cup final will be remembered for this. Gascoigne is down, and the Tottenham physio rushing onto the pitch. Now we have all sorts of drama here. He looks to be in a bad way and the substitute is already being prepared. Paul Gascoigne's challenge on Gary Charles saw him tear his cruciate ligament, which meant his move to Lazio was put on hold whilst he recovered. But how much was it for? Was it A, seven and a half million, B, eight and a half million, or C, Nine and a half million. How much did Gaza go to Lazio for? Seven and a half, eight and a half, or nine and a half million? How long after did, uh, just to get an idea of that kind of time, how long ago, how long around that time or after did Shearer go for 15 million to Newcastle? Just to give us. Quite a while after, I mean, it was 96, wasn't it? So, and, and what year was the Lazio deal? 92 in the end it was 91 the deal was probably done but he because he, he, he was injured for a year didn't I don't think he went there till 92 so you reckon it's going to be more than nine, nine I think it'd be more like eight mil actually I think, eight eight, eight, I think it's eight yeah eight do. in the middle going eight and a half million yeah eight and a half you're absolutely correct well, eight and a half out. million oh, playing yeah, an absolute yeah, blinder yeah. here Phil and Terry here we go we question three whilst Gaza was to depart these shores there were several new arrivals that year but can you tell me which of the following made their debut in 1990 was it A? Fowler, he's in here. Can Liverpool take the lead? Yes! What a moment for Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler there, or was it? Here's the run from midfield. It's Parler. It's a hat-trick! Ray Parler, or perhaps... Giggs gets past Vieira, past Dixon. Who uh, comes back at him. It's a wonderful run from Giggs! Sensational goal! Ryan Giggs, who made their debut in 1990, was it Robbie Fowler, Ray Parler, or Ryan Giggs? That's the run against Arsenal, wasn't it? The, yeah. Uh, the yeah, it was much later, of course. That was in yes, 1999 in a replay, wasn't yes. it, against Arsenal? Um, when he took his shirt. I'd off say it was Parler, wasn't it? Well, 
I think say? a bit early for Fowler, wasn't it? A little I bit early for Robbie Fowler. I think it's a bit early for Robbie Fowler. Maybe... I'm Ray pa- I'm pa- thinking we're Ray both Parler. thinking Parler, so... Maybe. Uh, 19, not have been 20. So, yeah, I reckon, yeah, Ray Parler. I'd go Ray Parler. Uh, I, 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 I won't argue. Yeah, I'll we'll go Ray Parler. Okay. Ray Parler, the answer is Ryan Giggs. Oh, wow. Robbie yeah. Fowler was 93. Wow. Ray Parler was 1992. Natalie and Jacob, we're going to go back to 1998. And this... There's no flag. And it's a Nelka. No catching him, maybe no catching Arsenal now. And Nicholas Anelka's goal secured a 2-0 victory against Newcastle in the FA Cup final and completed a league and cup double for the Gunners. But what else do you remember of that year, Jacob? You were probably about six, were you? I was six, yeah. Yeah, lovely guess, wasn't it? <laughs> Smashing. Question one. History was made that day at Wembley, but can you tell me why? Was it A... The referee, Paul Durkin, became the first official to oversee two FA Cup finals. Was it B, Newcastle boss Kenny Dalglish became the first manager to take two clubs to the final? Or C, Arsene Wenger became the first foreign manager to complete the double? I'm sure Wenger does hold that record of being the first foreign manager. That's why I'm leaning towards Wenger, I have to say. And I... Did we win the double that year, 1998? I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he does hold that record of being the first one to win it. And he only joined in 96, I think. So that makes all sense. makes sense. So I'm tempted to go for the Wenger. Going to go for Arsene Wenger? Yeah. It is Arsene Wenger. Well done. Very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Question two. Whilst Arsenal's FA Cup single, Hot Stuff, lives long in the memory. Gotta see the Arsenal Newcastle's hasn't fared so well. Yeah, Black and White Army, performed by Ryan Malloy and the Black and White Army, has faded in the memory, despite the fact that the lyrics were written by which Geordie legend? Was it A, Sting, B, Jimmy Nail, C, Anton Deck? Who wrote... Black and White Army for Ryan Malloy and the Black and White Army. Was it Sting, Jimmy Nail or Ant and Deck? First of all, it's a bit harsh because we're supposed to be doing Arsenal-related questions and this is a Newcastle. Newcastle is in the FA, in in the cup final with Newcastle. But we, that, might, that doesn't matter. We can still do No, no, we can do it. We, I, I don't think Sting complain, would be... Complain st- about the question. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Do you know what, though? You say this, but he released an album recently with um, Shaggy, wasn't it? Where Sting. it had Yeah. Yeah. Same sort of vibe, reggae kind of vibe. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you think that so Sting, I wouldn't do you think be Sting was leaning was towards Sting. reggae back in the 90s? I, honestly, I would not be surprised if it's him. Do you want to go with, should we go with Sting? I think it's... Yeah. You're going, hey, Sting... You're absolutely right to go oh, to the sting oh, there. Oh, Question three. 1998 was also the year of this. It's a yellow card. Wait a minute, he's taking another card out. For Beckham, it's a red card for David Beckham. Oh, no. So Beckham is out of the game. David Beckham was sent off against Argentina in a World Cup clash that England ultimately lost on penalties. But which rock god do many blame for that defeat as they believe his presence at England games brings bad luck? Is it A? Maybe I'm amazed the way you're with me all the time Maybe I'm afraid of the way I leave you Paul McCartney or B? 
Brian Ferry, or was it? Phil Cornwell. Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> Mick Jagger. Who do we think? Was it Paul McCartney, Brian Ferry, or Mick Jagger? Who would bring bad luck to England games? Well, I don't want to say they have brought bad luck. It's well, just it, a coincidence, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, it's just that certain people think that's the case. Yes. I, I've got to be honest, I don't think I would recognise Brian Ferry. Oh. So okay. I'm not sure, I, as a fan, I'd be like, he's bringing it, because I wouldn't know he was there. I feel like oh. I've seen Mick Jagger at England games. Yeah. And I, I don't think that... Um... Or was it Phil? I yeah, don't know. You never know. It might have been <laughs> Phil. Yeah, it might have been Phil. <laughs> um, I, yeah, think, well, I think... Let's go with Mick Jagger. Let's go, go with for Mick Jagger. Jagger? Let's go with Mick Jagger. Let's find out. Pleased to meet you. Hope you get my name. It is Mick Jagger. His presence at England Games against Germany in 2010 and Croatia in 2018 have led some to suggest he's a jinx. They also point out that it's not just confined to England. At the 2010 World Cup, he was a guest of Bill Clinton to watch USA v Ghana, which the States lost 2-1. And in 2014, he joined his Brazilian son to support Brazil against Germany, which the Germans went on to win 7-1. Well, that's ironic. I've never won this show, and now I've got a bloke who does, a brilliant oh. Mick Jagger. The rest of the world side have flown in from all over the world. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Subscribe. You don't miss out on any of this magic. Here on Glory Hunters, we like to probe our panellists in the politest way possible. And that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face the scrutiny of the general public and have absolutely no idea what they'll ask as we play A Question of Sport Time. Come have our first question, please. Hello, guys. I'd like to ask the panel, who do they believe is the most overrated person in sport? Phil Cornwell. I am the most overrated <laughs> the person most overrated. in sport, even though I've got three World Darts Championships. <laughs> have you? And, and Oh, no, I must have dreamt that. No, 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 that's <laughs> not real. No, uh, well, for me, it's any referee. Any referee, because so often it becomes about them. Oh, look, what a great decision I just made. And no, no, I'm not going to change. You know, I don't think we need refs. don't think we need refs. And I think it's time that uh, players started to self-govern, you know, on the pitch. Because mm. I think they're mature enough to do that now. Yeah, referees, you know. wasn't a particularly good one, but it's probably true. You think it's true? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't particularly good, but it's true. <laughs> you sort of tried to talk me into it there. I, uh, um, yeah, I, I like the that. idea of self-governing football. Oh, I, I think, think so, because they're really able to, Especially they? with the rise of VAR. But I don't think you can call refs overrated, because it's, we need referees, otherwise there's no game. So I'm going to give you zero points there, Phil, I'm afraid. Zero points. Mm. Terry Alderton. Well, I was going to go, um, I was going to go a bit controversial and I had a good reason why. I was going to go David Beckham, but not that he wasn't a great player and, you know, brilliant player and was always dependable when we needed him, but I think he's more famous than he was as good a player as he could have been, right? Because he became more of a corporate footballer. That's where I was going to go. And then I suddenly thought, no, I'm not going to have a go at old Bex. Mm. I don't really like to have a go at anyone, but I'm going Paul Popka. Who? Paul Popka. <laughs> Paul Pop. Who is it? Paul Popka. Paul, Paul Popka. Who is it? I hate Paul. Paul Popcorn. I hate that guy. Paul Popka. Paul Who is it, Paul? Paul Popka. Paul Popka. Paul Popka. Paul Popka. Come on, Paul, Terry. Paul Popka. Who is it, Terry? 
Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. I can't say it now, for real. Maybe you don't like him because... Maybe you think he's overrated because Paul Pogba, you can't say his name. I can't say his name. I can't whistle either. Anyway, Paul Pogba. I think he's a great a great footballer, and you've seen it when he played for France in the World Cup. He's yeah. superb. He's a great, great, great footballer, yeah. but I think he's just... I mean, I don't know him, so it's wrong to say, but from what goes on, when his people have got to decide whether he's injured or not, Man United can't decide whether he's injured or not, and where's he gone again? And for me, I think one of the main problems for Manchester United has been him. I think he's, he's not a good apple in the apple cart. So that, makes him over, that makes him overrated? I think he's overrated in the fact that he Who? believes his own hype. Because I think he needs a bit of humble pie about him. Because he is a phenomenal footballer. And I think he could be one of the all-time great footballers. But mm. I think what he's doing is he's believing mm. the hype, as Public Enemy would say. They would say that. And well, I flavor, don't, flavor So for that. me, he's overrated on that score. Hopefully to bring him down a peg. And that he can be the great player that we saw in the World Cup. So you want to bring Pogba down a peg? I don't think he'll even be listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, Paul Pogba. Pogba. Okay. Pogba. I mean, I'm going to give you <laughs> one goal Pogba. for just Pogba. trying to say his name. Pogba. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. One goal. Jacob Hawley. Yes. Who do you think is the most overrated person in sport? I think the most overrated person in sport is sports fans oh, and I say that as a sports really? fan myself and I say that because on a Sunday afternoon after drinking a skinful the night before I'll wake up with a hangover drink four more sit there half drunk in an armchair and I will <laughs> sit there and shout about how a professional athlete who's spent their entire life training to be on the pitch that I'm watching has misplaced a pass by four inches. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. The, the other reason that I think sports fans are overrated is because uh, last year I remember England played a game where there was no fans in the ground. And I thought it was actually hilarious being able to hear what the players were saying yeah. to each other. Yeah. And I actually think, so I've, I've made the mistake of watching rugby because the Six Nations is back, but... <laughs> One of the things I like about rugby is that you can hear the referees. And I think, wouldn't it be better if you could hear the referees and the players and the managers, microphone all of them, tell the fans to just be quiet and enjoy the pantomime of footballers screaming at each other. I like the idea. It's a very brave answer as well, Jacob. Very, very good. Three goals. Very good. Natalie Sawyer. I found this quite hard, but in the end, I've gone down this route of her appearance and celebrity status made her one of the best-known female tennis players. But... Anna Kornikova, that's who I'm talking about. She became very recognised, obviously, as we know, one of the highest paid female athletes as well. But what did she actually achieve in tennis? Not a great deal. She didn't win a major. OK, it's not all about majors. She never won a single title on the yeah. WTA tour, yet she became this huge phenomenon in tennis. And yet, for me, she's just a little bit overrated. Yeah. Like Pochettino. Didn't win anything, no, did he, at Spurs? No, and no. everyone goes on about him. Pochettino, in many ways, the Anna Kornikova of football. Excellent answer. <laughs> Three goals, yeah, Natalie. Yeah. Now, Phil, when you were doing Stella Street, yeah. you obviously played like some of the biggest stars in the world. <laughs> Bowie, yeah. Jagger, of course. Who else did you play? Remind me of some other people. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. Uh, Nicholson. Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah, very good. Now, did you ever get any reaction from any of these people? Did they ever um, see it? Yes, a few, a few, which was always very, which was lovely. Uh, Bowie, uh, but David Bowie actually quoted a, a line uh, from it once. Well, he was in makeup on breakfast TV, um, oh. Johnny Vaughan, I say, because he told me that. 
And he said, hey, do you think my skin looks a bit buttery? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and this was relayed back to me that he'd done that. And I thought that was beautiful that he'd actually quote yeah. him because he, he's got a sense of humour. Michael Caine was very nice about it, just saying it was a very good impersonation of him. I had him down to a T from his Alfie period, ah. he said. You know, even the door opened for other Michael Caine impressions. And uh, I think Mick used to watch it with Jerry when they were together and they'd sit and watch it. Where did the yeah. uh, not a lot of people know that come from? Because people used to do that, didn't they? Peter My name Sellers. Michael Caine and not a lot of people Peter know that. Peter Sellers, I think, on Parkinson years ago, did Michael Caine saying that. Yeah. You know, Peter Sellers, I just remember as a kid watching it. And and, um, and and that's maybe where it comes. I don't think he actually said it. Didn't use no. this. It's one of those that he didn't even use this. So you dirty rat. I don't think he's like that one. Or play it again. Play it again, Sam. Yeah, all that. Because he said misremembered. Yeah, bogey. She. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't do Bogart now. It's not very topical. <laughs> a lot of people I do are dead, and that's okay. In the dying moments of the game, we move into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. The losing side goes first, which is currently Spurs, Terry and Phil. I'm going to list a series of sports which are now extinct. All you've got to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. You test my patience. Your time starts now. Goose teasing. False. It is false. Chariot racing. True. True. It is true. Sorry. Bladder ball. True. It is true. Roller purging. False. false. It is false. Pal mal. False. false. It's true. Tuppany nudging. <laughs> true. It's false. Club swinging. False. It's true. Tom foolery. True. False. False. It's false, but you said true first. Oh. Kettling. True. It's false. <laughs> Cock throwing. True. It is true. Pompadour. False. It's false. Natal Kia. That's true. True. Jumanji. False. It's false. Single sticks. False. It's true. Alaka Daddy. False. false. It is false. Cujo. False. It's false. Camping. False. False. It's true. Roman slave ball. False. False. It is false. Bando. True. It's true. Tub thumping. I test my patience. Tub thumping? Yeah, true. Yeah. It's false. Oh, yes, I'm news. Okay, so at the end of that round, you scored 12. Very, very mm. good. Taking you to 33 Ooh. goals. That is your final score. Arsenal, Jacob, Natalie, you're on 25 currently. Okay. Mm. I am going to list a series of people from the world of sport who have had things named after them. All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. What sort of thing is happening here? Are we ready? Yes. Your time starts now. David Beckham condoms. True. It is true. Boris Becker, a species of snail. True. It is true. Phil the Power Taylor, a satellite. True. It's false. Matt Letizier, an aircraft. False. false. It's true. Cristiano Ronaldo, an entire galaxy. True. It is true. <laughs> Tim Henman, a mountain range. False. It's false. false. Mark Bosnan, a transfer. True. True. It's true. Willie Thorne, a dance craze in Japan. False. It is false. <laughs> Ronaldinho, a species of bee. True. It is true. Anthony Joshua, a cocktail. True. It's false. Andy Murray, a variety of dahlia. False. It's true. Tim Cahill, an expressway. True. It's true. Sean Dyche, an app on your phone that has a go at you if you don't complete 10,000 steps a day. <laughs> it should be true. It's false. It's false. <laughs> Johan Cruyff, an asteroid. True. It is true. The Steven Gerrard Tower. 
True. It is true. Darren Goff, a range what of leisure wear. What sort of thing is happening here? False. It is false. Well, at the end of that round, you scored 12, which takes you to 37 goals, which wow. means you are the winners well, this week. Congratulations. 37 yes. to Arsenal, 33 to Spurs. Terry, have you got anything to say? You yes, so I'm, far in the lead. I am, I am a bot, really, because I can't believe every single thing. I've played in so many charity football matches as well, and I've lost every single one. I don't win anything. Any, although I did win the Bullies Challenge in Edinburgh once with Jim Bowen, but oh. apart from that, I don't, I don't win nothing. <laughs> That's enough. I win, I win itself, nothing. Isn't it? Maybe Something that win was enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was come amazing. On, I feel, are you disappointed at all, or not really? Just, I just really think the taking part is is really the important thing here. That's true. Um, and you were fantastic. You were so we had good, Glory Hunters. Yeah, there were some real sort of interesting, fluky ones going on there. Yeah. Um, I think beaten by superior intelligence yes, too. Oh. at the end of the <laughs> day. Good. I think that's what it was. You no, know, which in the end counts for nothing Not in the final analysis. That's true. That's there you go. See what I did there? Anyway, lovely. Very good. Jacob, are you pleased to win? Over the moon, mate. Over the moon. Oh. <laughs> Highlight of my day. That's it. Another win. It's only just started you, you as well. You must have had right? a few wins now. On, you seem to do well on... Glory Hunters. When she plays me, Natalie. I know. If Terry could be the captain. 100% <laughs> record be Terry. I know. Unbelievable. It's pretty impressive. We well, to our winners, we say... Gotta see the Arsenal players of Arsenal. Let's see the Arsenal showing how. And for the losers... No! No, 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 no! No! No, 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 no! My thanks to Natalie, Terry, Phil and Jacob. Until next time, from myself and everyone here... It's goodbye. There we are. Well done, Jacob. You won that. Smashed it. And Natalie, of course, you were there as well. There Just we are. Spirit, obviously. Just hearing spirit, though. <laughs> you, you, you did get some of the points. Thank for you. Team, I appreciate yeah. it. Pleased to win, Jacob. Of course you were. Over the moon, mate. Always yeah. have to see Arsenal win. Love it. Love it. Especially over your rivals. Over the rivals, yeah. Phil, do you feel hard done by her? No, I think, as I say, I think they, I think they were terrific, you know. And, uh, you know, yeah, they took their chances when they came. And, uh, you know, as I say, you know. Obviously, you know, as I say, you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously. as I say, you know. No, I'm delighted for him. I'm delighted Terry, for him. Still not one, one not one. Of but I did learn and one thing. Yeah. Pogba. Pogba. You <laughs> did learn that. <laughs> Radio history. That's now, awesome. off the back of our question about the most overrated sports person, we asked on Twitter what people thought was the most overrated sport. Here are some of the responses. Now, an overwhelming number of votes, Phil, you're not going to like this, was for American football. Yeah, I understand. I understand. If you don't understand the game, it's going to look pretty chaotic and quite dull and it keeps stopping. <laughs> but, you know, it's beyond that. Once you get it, it's, it's amazing. Good. It's, it's like showbiz game, rugby, isn't it? It's showbiz rugby. So, yeah, yeah, more brutal than rugby. Yeah. More brutal, but... Yeah, fair, that, fair, that fair enough. That was the standout winner, followed by yeah. Formula One. Are you a Formula One fan, Jacob? Mm, Not for you, yeah. I can't see it. I can't really get it myself. Mm. Is it? You, have, you have to get up too early in the morning to watch it. That's okay. the main problem. It is early. It's not as good as it used to be. It's not, is it? No. Uh, cricket, sport, I don't yeah. agree with that. Um, basketball. A lot of these are just American sports that people don't <laughs> seem to want to watch. Not growing up like watching. American. Rugby, golf. And horse racing, I agree with that. I like, I like, I like going to the horse races, but mm. I like going to the races. Horses. I like going. Yeah, I don't necessarily watch it. Not the telly. Horses running. Horses running. Horses running. Horses jumping. Can you do any um, of the 
Oh, yes. Can oh, we, can we, have oh, can we do... Uh, can you do Pizza Run? It's yes. Boyle Under on the stand side, Boyle by 4-0. Well, it's a 2.45 here. Yeah, well, it's 2.45 in Chester. And then we go... Chester? You've got to do the gear change, haven't you? You've got to do the gear change. Right, one of you do it, and one of you listen. Okay, you've got to do the gear change. Terry's going to do it. I'll do the opening, and you, because the gear change... You've got to take over. Now we go over to it like this, right? So the gear change, you join the same tree for the 2.45, and we go over to full call for the race. Peter O'Sullivan, and they're off, and this boy under on the stand side, followed by Falls Hero. Oh, I've done it. <laughs> Beautiful. It's Glory Hunters Podcast. Thanks for listening. Do rate and subscribe, and find us again next week. Goodbye.